Wait, shit. All right, welcome in Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode two, two, zero, two twenty. Everywhere you can find your podcast, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That's much appreciated. YouTube, the video versions on the YouTube channel of Couch Guys Sports. So rate, review, and subscribe there. The Twitch channel, just because why not? CouchGuysSports.com. Um, if you don't know about CouchGuysSports.com, go to CouchGuysSports.com. All the Boston sports articles, other articles too. We're not just really—I mean, we're Boston heavy, but like. People write stuff outside of Boston too. So go check out all the articles, the content, other podcasts on the network. We just launched our own, our in-house rebranded Patriots broadcast, new Bruins podcast coming out. So uh, a lot of great content on the network, Al. Yes, wholeheartedly agree. And we're expanding out to more fan bases. So if you're out there and you like writing about other teams besides Boston sports teams, looking to get started in writing, hit us up. There you go. There you go. You hit us up. Always. Our DMs are always open now. Always. They, they don't get turned. They don't get turned off for better or for worse. Couch Guy Sports DMs are always open. Al, it's been a few weeks since we've done this podcast together. It has mainly because you suck, but I that's a different. Story. I had legitimate reasons for not being on this podcast the last two weeks. One of them was tryouts, and you understood that. Oh, I'm not saying I don't understand it. I'm still just going to say you suck. Yeah, it's all right. I suck without having to worry about missing the show. Um, we do this have some true. stuff to talk about, though. We're not going to talk Red Sox. Al, I'm, I'm boycotting it. I know we kind of hinted at it when we were just talking. For, I'm not doing it. We talked about it in the triangle. If you want to know Al's and I thoughts on the Red Sox and what they're doing right now or lack thereof, go to Into the Triangle. The latest episode's out, 55. Us, new co-host, Chris Henrique, um, joined us for the first time. So um, This go, is what go, we're doing with the Red Sox really quick. Just real quick with the Red Sox. Just for this week, this is what we're doing. We're waving the white flag. We're waving the white flag for those who listen to the audio version. Um, thank you for listening. Um, look, it's over. It's done. I'm done. I, Al and I are talking. We just got to get to 81 wins. We put the over on wins beginning of the season. Um, that's looking pretty good still. I think we're fine. But yep. as long as they get to that 81 win mark, I don't care anymore. Because, look, this team is overachieved, and I'm done with it. Uh, I'll, I watch baseball the rest of the year. I'll watch the playoff baseball, whether they're in it or not. They should be. Um, and we'll, we'll go from there. But. Al and I are not talking Red Sox baseball more than just that sec two seconds on the show because we don't want to. So yeah. we, we have, have a whole Red Sox baseball. podcast. Yeah. Go to into the triangle. Go listen there. Yeah. Um, let's start Patriots. Next up, scratch, scratch that. Let's start Celtics. We'll, we'll leave Cam Newton for the end. Um, Boston Celtics, big news. Resigned Marcus Smart, four-year deal, max contract. 78 million? 77.1. Yeah, so it's round down to 77 million, sure. Um, Four-year contract. He's pumped to be back. He released a hype video. He tweeted out the seven Shamrocks plus four more because those are the years he's been here plus the four he signed for. A little bit of a hype video on his Instagram. He's so excited to be back in Boston. Marcus Smart was signed to a max freaking contract. That's where we're at, Al, with the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart is a max-level player, apparently. But here's the thing that you need to understand. It's not a max level contract. It's his personal max level extension. No, I know. That's... But was he worth that? Was he worth that? Here's the thing. His previous four-year contract was $52 million. That's $13 million a year. Yep. Do I think Marcus Smart is worth a little more than $13 million? Yes, I do. I think he's right around, personally, that 15 to 17 range. So they overpaid him by $2 million more a year. So what? That's not what's most important, Jared. What's most important, and I'm sure this is going to relate, 
is the Evan Fournier part of this. Because Evan Fournier signed with the Knicks earlier in the offseason. Brad Stevens got a trade package exception for that, Jared. You know, want to know how much that was for? How much? $17 million, Jared. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the Celtics have some, some room there. So, like, if they are, like, the team we're not going to mention and they overachieve in the first half of their season and they want to make a move, they have that trade exception now. And people are saying that Brad Stevens isn't doing a good job his first offseason as president of basketball operations. He's doing some good things here, and I think that's going to be important. Yeah. Brad Stevens is doing a great job. And I'm gonna, I, want, I do want to talk about that in a second. But for Marcus Smart, because people don't realize what Brad's doing. People aren't paying attention. Brad's doing a sneaky good job, guys. Um, I'll tell you why. But Marcus Smart, this, his max deal, fine, however you want to word it. I'm a Marcus Smart guy. And the writing was on the wall for this, right? You know, the, the, the Celtics Twitter account themselves were tweeting out videos and him laying on the shamrock and like, like – Clearly something was coming. Ime Udoka basically said when he, the, the new Boston Celtics coach, for those of you living under a rock, Ime Udoka said, we want to put the ball in Marcus Smart's hands more as a playmaker to help get the Tatums and Browns of the world, better shots, open looks, things like that, which means he's probably your starting point guard going into the season. I don't, they're not going to get anybody else. They, signed Dennis, with. they signed Dennis Schroeder. He should be coming off the bench. Schroeder can be a really good sixth, seventh man off the bench fine with that you let Schroeder roll with Cantor and, and those guys off the bench fine Carson Edwards whatever uh Peyton Pritchard having a hell of a summer league let him come off the bench hey hey 90. you give the Celtics summer team some respect they might win a summer league championship here Jared the this the, the, the closest thing there will be to a title for the next like five years so sure uh, <laughs> they, they play tonight right nine o'clock eastern on ESPN um, correct probably want to watch that other than the other team that we're not mentioning on this podcast um the Boston Celtics are relying on Marcus Smart to be their starting point guard this year. And if they do well and have a good year, maybe then they bring in somebody else. But Mark, the Marcus Smart contract to me points out to, I think they're appeasing to Jason Tatum. Because if you noticed, Al, on Twitter, I'm sure Jalen Brown will is excited about this too. I don't think this is, this is not against Jalen Brown. But Jason Tatum quote tweeted Marcus Smart's extension news and Something in the lines of like, oh my god, like yes, with like a goat symbol, like my guy, goat symbol. Yeah, the big dog got paid. The big or dog, something yeah. Like that. He loves Marcus Smart. He's a great teammate. He busts his ass, and he's not going to take away the spotlight from Jason Tatum. Jason's like, sure, sign me up, let's do it. This is a, this is a Jason Tatum move, which if that and, it, and I believe that. So if that's the case, I'm all for it. I'm a Marcus Smart supporter. You may really you got to figure out the three point shooting thing. Like I, Brad couldn't get it across to him, but like if Ime, you could just kind of slap him in the face every time he hucks threes after he makes like one. If we can figure that out, because yeah, that's really my only issue with Marcus Smart. You you need guys like Marcus Smart to win championships. Like that's the thing. Like those are the guys, like the intangible guys. Think like Posey and like those kind of guys, like when the Celtics mm-hmm. won in 08, right? You need those kind of guys. But yeah, dude's hucking up the threes, man. And that's the thing too is, and I think you said it perfectly. He's going to be the, the facilitator on this team. And he's going to be the starting point guard. Let's not mistake that, fans. Because if you're signing a guy to basically a little under $20 million a year yep. through this extension, he's not coming off the bench to do that. Dennis Schroeder, you had your time to start before Smart signed for this extension, but he's going to come off the bench now, which is fine. Because if you have guys coming off the bench like Dennis Schroeder, like Peyton Pritchard, like Nismith, who's shooting crazy right now, too. Aaron Naismith, that's becoming a very good shooter. Cantor, Horford, like Josh Richardson. This I, I people forget about Richardson, but like Richardson's a good pickup for the Celtics. 
I hate to say this, Jared, and this is going to sound so like green teamer of me, but I kind of like this Celtics roster more on paper than last year's team. See, I don't disagree with you. Because and last year, and people thought last year's team was better than the year before, and that team made it to the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble. Well, the the, the team before made the was it because of the bubble? Let's be real. Let's let's remember that that team wasn't yeah. that good, but they made it because the bubble knocked some teams out. Like the Miami Heat were in the Eastern Conference Finals that year, before they got yeah. Kyle Lowry. The Heat would be legit this year. Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, good stuff down there. But look, the Boston Celtics, like, wouldn't. I, on paper with the injury, wouldn't you rather Marcus Smart be your starting point guard than Kemba Walker? Absolutely. Like, I, I know they're all about, oh, Kemba's going home to play for the Knicks. I, I don't think that's a good thing for the Knicks. Like, is he going to stay healthy? Can his knee hold up? And you're going to find out, like, the Celtics open up with the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. First game of the year, we found out today. They play, oh, wow. they play, they play Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, step one, first game of the year in New York. I, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah. So, and then you play, if you didn't know this too, they play the Bucks on Christmas Day. 2.30 p.m. Eastern Celtics Bucks. Oh, my gosh. Going to get smacked That's, on national TV. I don't know about that, though, because you know, like I do, they match up for some reason. They match yeah, up they always have the good Bucks. games. They always have good games against the Bucks. Tatum last it, year, obviously, off the glass. And that, that's what they're banking on. As much as people might think the Celtics are going to be bad this year, they're not, first of all. They're not going to be that bad. But Giannis versus Tatum Brown, right? It, it, it's, it's got some cancer, can always have some fun on national TV. Like, it's spotlight. Al, at side nba note you know the marquee did you hear about this i don't you probably didn't the marquee game that night at 8 a.m 8 p.m eastern is is it it's either no it's either it's not brooklyn milwaukee no because you said milwaukee's playing the Celtics yep. on christmas mm-hmm. is it it's an easy guess come on it's so easy it's so it's oh. so pretty it's so NBA. oh it's is it brooklyn and the lakers 100 percent. yes it is it's the brooklyn nets and the los angeles lakers at Staples center on christmas okay. day okay. like what else are they gonna do <laughs> of course they're gonna do it that's true that's true um, anyway, I, I mean, it'll be a fun game. Don't get me wrong. You get like four guys, four all-stars versus four all-stars because that's just what we do nowadays in the NBA. Um, look, the Marcus Smart deal, I'm fine with it. Jason Tatum likes him. The thing you kind of mentioned was the Brad Stevens take. People don't realize what he's doing. They, the, the trade exemptions that he's gathering out of nowhere is what you need. You're giving up your, your the four-year deal. You've got a trade exemption. Cantor get, got you a trade exemption. Um, Kemba Walker got you a trade exemption. You, get, you use those to get veterans. Brad Stevens knows that this team needs veterans. He's done with draft picks. He doesn't need any more younger players. He knows he has Tatum and Brown. Pritchard and Neesmith are good, but he's, he's, he's a 180 of Danny Ainge. He is not worrying about draft picks. He's actually getting rid of them, and he's saying, give me the, mid-lo- give me the exemptions because that I can use on a star. That I can use on a veteran just to bring in here and be a, a veteran presence in the club locker room outside of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And he now has money to play with, flexibility, like you said, out to the deadline to make moves. He has flexibility next offseason now with these exceptions. And like, yes, the Marcus Smart hurts your cap space, but he doesn't care about the cap space because he has the exceptions to fit veterans into bringing them. You can't use them all together, but you can bring in one or two veterans with those exceptions to give you a veteran's core, especially if like Horford isn't here long-term or something like that. But like, they're not done. He's not done. This team will look a little more, a little different than it is now come what, two months from now, right? When they open camp and things like that. Um, Al, Al, he's doing a pretty damn good job for never doing the job before. He is. And here's something else too. And this is something that this is, this is a best case scenario type of thing. Like I want to say almost otherworldly, 
what if you use that 17 million to entice Bradley Beal and say, Hey, listen, you're here for this year. We know you're worth more than 17 million. Take the 17 million this year. Then next year, we'll give you a contract extension for more when we have more room to give it to you. Because imagine the starting five of Smart, Beal, Brown, Tatum, Robert Williams. That makes you pretty good in the East. That makes you a legitimate top four team in the East. You can compete with Brooklyn with that roster. Um, you, you would think. You would think. If Robert Williams' head's on straight, and, but you have the veteran presence again, Hor- Horford being here helps Robert Williams, right? Those two can see eye to eye and get along. Cantor being here, fine. they brought back their Embiid stopper, right, in Cantor. Cantor, for some reason, can stop Embiid. Even though he just had a big contract today, too. Um, the Celtics are in a position now. Look, the Bradley Beal thing, I don't think it's happening. My fantasy is kind of long gone here. But, like, in your, in your world, Al, if that happened, right, if you trade for him this year and he waves it and you can, and you can get him here with that exception in the deadline, or if I say the Wizards are vastly out of it, right, they're bumming, which they probably will be. They're bumming, they suck, whatever it may be. And then he's like, all right, I'll leave. If you can get him here, then you have his bird rights to pay him. So right. if you can get him here, you can pay him. Brad won't hesitate on paying him. Like, he's not – again, guys, you have to remember, he's not Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge hesitated on everything. He loved, he loved his guys too much. I don't think Brad Stevens is afraid to ship, like, Romeo Langford out of here. I don't think he's afraid to ship Nismith out of here or even Robert Williams for the right package. Like, clearly that you're kind of starting to see where he was mad about Danny Ainge and what he did. You know, you bring Cantor back. You bring Horford back. Um, you, you right away heard rumblings about Miles Turner again, them going back there and seeing if that can happen. Clearly, you, it's nice to see that you're seeing what Brad was mad about and what Brad was pissed that Danny Ainge didn't do. Brad's making moves here. Um, and before you know it, this roster, it might be the best thing they ever did is getting rid of Danny Ainge and, and letting Brad take the helm here because he knows what he's doing. He's crunching numbers. He's getting those exceptions. And, um, yeah, Marcus Smart signed a quote-unquote max deal, but there's some flexibility here. And this roster could have another veteran or two. I was hoping to be Pat Beverly, but he just got traded to the Timberwolves today. Um, but there, there's some room here for some you know sneaky, wildly veterans out there that maybe even at the deadline are on some crappy teams that want to just kind of chase after a decent t- on a decent team with a ring that some of these contenders might not have room for. It's going to be fun to see what Brad does in the 2022 offseason because you've set yourself up to get rid of these expiring contracts. Like, let's face it, Dennis Schroeder will be gone. Al Horford will be gone. Ennis Cantor will be gone. He, there might be, you know, and a bunch of other guys involved in the trade, like Grant Williams will probably be in that trade somewhere. Like, those guys are going to be gone to set yourselves up to have a big offseason, especially with the cap going up, like Think it's about, going to go up. Your point is perfect, and this is my comparison. Think about Bill Belichick this offseason, how much Bill money he had. Belichick. Think about Bill. Last year sucked. They had no cap room. They didn't bring any talent in. They won seven games. It was miserable. And then think about the spending spree that, of all people, Bill Belichick went on to bring in Hunter Henry, John Smith. We've talked about it. Think about how much they've spent. That's what Brad's going to have the ability to do next offseason. He's going to be able to open the checkbook. The caps are going to be higher. The books are going to be cleared and he can go get some real talent to play with Tatum and Brown. So for those of you who think that this is going to take a while, it really doesn't have to. This can get flipped pretty quickly. If Brad does the right stuff next off season this year, guys, it's going to be a meh team. You're going to see Tatum and Brown take another leap and it'll be fun to watch Dennis Schroeder in a Celtics uniform. Great. Like that, this team's not going to win a title. And we, I think we all know that, but next year they can make a flip in the off season similar to what Belichick did this year with the, for the Patriots. And it can turn around and you can be a contender ASAP, right? Depending on what stars out there that you want to bring in that might be able to come and play with Tatum and Brown. If you're any of those guys out there, 
it might be worth it. Maybe next summer you kind of entice Dame to come here, right? To play with Tatum and Brown or Bradley Beal, maybe let's go of the Washington thing, right? There's options out there next summer. Next summer has been the same expression for every summer for Celtics fans. Yeah, seriously. They, they need to win a title, man. They need, they need to, they, they need to, because the Lakers are probably going to win this year now. Right. And then now the Lakers, the Lakers are going to have more titles than you in the NBA history. Lakers or Nets, one of the two. Oh, man, I'm, I, it's sad that I've been rooting for the Nets in that situation, but I'm rooting for the Nets. Ew, gross. I can't root for the Lakers. God, no. No, I know. I know. It's, it's a lose-lose either way. You just root for both those teams not to make the finals in that case. You, know, you, you root for the Suns to go back, um, and, you, and you root for, like, the Bucks to go back and have a repeat or something. Or, like, even the Sixers. I'd rather the Sixers win a title with them beating Doc Rivers than freaking the, than the Brooklyn Nets or the Lakers to win. Like, I, just, I just hope both teams have fun. That's it. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, I, I'm obligatory watching the finals because what else is going to be on at that time? Regular season baseball and the NHL. And we all know how me and Al feel about the NHL. Casual, casual. You know what? You know what isn't casual, Al? Is that Manscaped? Al Manscaped and the performance package 4.0. 4.0. Al, summer's in full swing. It's not over yet. It's still August. Have you been unveiling your beach bot, Al? Yes, a lot. Good. Well, if you haven't been manscaping, you're in luck because our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package this summer, which includes, guys, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men, guys, worldwide, who trust Manscaped and get ready for the hot summer. Um, by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20. 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 We've talked about it. I, I don't know how many times I can tell you how I've used Manscaped. Eventually, it just gets kind of creepy that I talk about where I shave and how I shave. Uh, but the Knicks are really not there. Like, it's shocking. It, 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 they've been a partner of ours for a very long time now, and um, they're good friends of the show now. And we're not just talking them up. Al and I both use them. Um, Nick Qualia, that, that guy who still exists somewhere in the world. Um, wait, 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 wait. Who? Uses them. Nick Qualia, the guy who told you about nipping his nutsack with the scissors when he was like 12. Yeah, that guy still Doesn't exists. ring a bell. Yeah, you, you wouldn't think. Uh, but anyway, Al, it's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, just like that guy Nick Qualia did. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. Guys, it has literally everything. The trimmer has is probably the goat of trimmers, to be honest. And yeah, I'll go there. Um, has 7,000 RPM motor, has a light cutting-edge ceramic brand to reduce grooming, um, and has a travel lock. So when you travel with it, it doesn't get all hair everywhere, and it works really well. Um, the trimmer's waterproof, obviously. It takes in the shower. I use it in the shower. That's where I do my grooming. A little light in there helps you avoid the, the, the hard-to-see spots. You can see there. No more, no more shadows. The light's great. Um, obviously, if you want to take your game a little bit further, too, in the grooming world, Al, the 4.0 package, the performance package 4.0, excuse me, also includes the Weed Whacker, which is to chop your worst weeds up top your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof. uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered by a 360-degree rotary dual blade system this nose and ear tear trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes and al we all know how much we take care of our delicate holes and we need to 
prevent the Knicks. Seal the deal, guys, of course, with the liquid formulations before heading outside. Use Crop Preserver Ball deodorant to keep your on your game in the heat this summer. Uh, then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use the Crop Reviver. If you're lake people, it works just the same. Manscaped even threw in, guys, two free gifts with the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, which are a godsend, and the Shed Travel Bag. Take it all in when you go to the lake or beach. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Guys, get a 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with code COUCHGUY2020 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds of the summer, everyone, and shine with Manscaped. Al, it's hard to me to even say this out loud, but, like, the Christmas is coming. Yeah. Christmas is coming. Yeah. It, it's a great gift. Just, just take advantage of the summer promo, stash it away for someone you love on holidays. Uh, it, it's a great Yankee swap gift too, even like you'd be the star of the show. If you show up to your Yankee swap with the performance package 4.0 and you're going to get 20% off. So they'll think you spent a million bucks. You didn't cause you got the discount and free shipping. So couch guy 20 holidays are coming creepy enough of that is it's almost September, which at that point you might as well be December. That's not true because I don't want to wish away football season. Patriots um, had their first preseason game out last week against the uh, WFT, still the Washington football team for one more season. And you saw a lot of Mac Jones. I was shocked how much it, we saw Mac Jones. I was shocked. Cam Newton played, what, two series? Um, yeah. And Mac Jones played four. Five yeah. over the course five. of the, the game. Yeah, I was shocked how long he was in the game. Brian Horner only got a quarter, barely. Um, I turned it off when Brian Horner came in because, like, it's Brian Horner. Um, you know what? I, I watched the preseason game, and I got crapped on for this. It's fine. Whatever. Mac Jones felt like he had a better game to me. And it wasn't necessarily the the stats, right? Like, I get it. Like, he went. it was two for five or something like that, whatever, like – but the couple of those, one of those was a deep ball. That deep ball, by the way. Oh, by the way. I, I have something about the stats in a second that I'm going to go on a rant on. Just fair warning, but go ahead. I hope it's in my favor. The deep ball, probably not though. The deep ball that he threw in the bucket, like, oh my God, that throw was money. Um, but the thing, the thing that I watch him in real speed, like I think we've heard this in camp. We've been seeing the reports that like he's a ga- he, he clearly is a game manager. He knows how to read defenses. He got that from Bama. He's a smart kid and his football knowledge is there. And that's why he's picking up the offense so quickly. You're hearing that he's basically at the same point that Cam Newton is and Cam had an extra year to learn it like that. He's, he's already up to speed. The, the point that Cam is, he knows this stuff. And I think him being in that long and them spreading it out five wide and a preseason game. That's Josh. That's Josh saying, we trust this kid. And, and that's him telling all of us, we trust him. Don't worry about it. We got him. Um, the, the game management that Mac had, you could see it. He was, he was reading things, the line, changing things. He's, the pace got faster as soon as he got in the game. Like, I will, if Cam Newton's the starting quarterback, I will support it because I, at the end of the day, I want the Patriots to be good, right? But watching the, pre- the first preseason game, and we, we have another one this week, obviously, in Philly, um, I don't know how you just don't give the job to start Matt Jones at this point because you know, I know he wasn't that much better, and I know we've talked about that out endlessly on this show, but, like, it just felt like the offense had a better pace to it. And it felt more like the offense that Josh McDaniels wanted and the pace was there and everything when Mac Jones was in at quarterback. Okay. So do you think, do you agree? Do you think, do you think I'm going crazy here that it did, the pace wasn't there? I I don't think that it's a bad, it's not a bad thought. It's Mm -hmm. definitely not. And you make sense by saying it, but here's a few things. 
Number one, for all the Cam Newton diehards that are like, they're basically taking on the epitome of the Mac Jones lovers. It's like they're looking for anything that's better. And here's the thing. After those two, I wasn't going to say it. After those two series, Cam Newton was five for eight. Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry. Cam Newton was four for nine for 48 yards. Mac Jones was like five for eight for 44 yards. To me, those stats are very dead even. So to me, in the two series that they played against each other, I'm calling it a tie. I think they both look good in respect in respect to both of them. Mac looked good. He looked good. He looked poised, had good pocket awareness, only took one sack that he really couldn't do anything about. Cam Newton, I think he – I mean, he took the Patriots down the field, and if it wasn't for an offensive holding call, probably would have gotten in the end zone. Yep. So th- my whole thing is – that's my whole thing. It's just like, stop trying. Uh, how do I say this? Stop trying to move the goalposts. Plain and simple. Stop trying to move them. Cam Newton's going to be your starter week one. Because if you start the kid and he fails, and then you have to go back to Cam, then you're in trouble. But at least if you start Cam, he's been in the system for a year. He has the receivers now. He has the tight ends to throw to. He should be better this year. And then if he's not, then you can go to the kid and take your lumps for the future. I think it's a death sentence. If you start back Jones, he doesn't come out hot right away, and then you have to go back to Cam. You make sense, right? Like, you don't want to mess the kid up. I think the kid will be a starting quarterback at some point this year. Like, I, I don't think they go the entire year without this kid playing. Like, they can't. Because if it stays like this and they're that close, at some point you just got to say, okay, if, we're, if, we're, if it's even – we're winning some, losing some. If we really think that Mac Jones would win games that Cam's winning, why not just play the kid, right? Like, you draft him for a reason. If you clearly see something, and clearly they do. Again, Josh McDaniels went five wide with him in a, his first preseason game in the NFL. You don't do that with everybody. Clearly they trust him. And you, and you see the other guys too, right? Like Justin Fields had a good game. Zach Wilson looked good. Um, the other rookie quarterbacks looked good. Guys, Mac Jones is the one that won the national title last year. Like, this dude can play quarterback. Everything I'm seeing on Twitter, oh, well, Cam is better because Mac Jones is an athletic. Look out, look at his butt belly. Did you guys see Tom Brady when he came to the league? I'm not trying to tell him, tell you he's Tom Brady, but he's still not even that athletic, Tom Brady, and he's winning Super Bowls left and right. Um, Peyton Manning was never the most agile, athletic person. He won two Super Bowls. Wouldn't you take Peyton Manning as your, if, if, he, if that's what Mac Jones turned into? What about yes. Philip Rivers? Philip Rivers was not the most athletic person in the world, but he, wants, he, he should have won a Super Bowl in his career and didn't. But wouldn't you – I know he's not winning a title, but wouldn't you take Philip Rivers for the next 10 years in his prime? Yes, and, and, yes. and people are so obsessed now with the dual-threat quarterback because we see it all the time. We've seen it in guys like Russell Wilson, like Kyler Murray. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield can do it a little bit. I'm not saying he's as agile. Josh Allen, Josh Allen can kind of do it now. Josh Allen can do it. Like, you know, and, and that's the thing is like these, these quarterbacks are becoming so dual threat, so dual threat nowadays that we have a guy that, okay, he's not going to, you know, run for 20 yards on a run, but he, if he has some open field, he can get you probably five, six yards, get you a first down if you need it. And five it. years ago, and five years ago, Al, everyone's like, oh, my God, Mac Jones, he's going to be great. Five years ago. Five years ago, and they're not even worried about it. But because of the way the league's gone and the quarterbacks have had success, everyone's afraid to think, well, well, the Patriots know what they're doing, and their offense has worked for the last 20 years. Even when Brady was here while Patrick Mahomes, everyone was doing his thing, wasn't Brady in that offense still moving the ball down the field, moving the chains? Like, 
Brady can still do it. Brady's not running in Tampa Bay, and they just won a Super Bowl. Like, you can win with the Patriots offense. You give me Mac Jones. And look at the offense. And I know it's the preseason game. I get it. But, like, it just felt even more like Patriots football. Check down to the right guys. Good slant routes, reading options, going through your transitions, and hitting the, hitting the open receiver. That's what Patriots off the offense is. And, look, whether it's Cam or Mac Jones, Al, the Patriots offense is not going to be a, a fancy football juggernaut they're not going to score a ton of points if this team has any success this year it's going to be the defense which we know is good and it's going to be special teams which we know is good listen like like that's it i mean i mean listen here jared what's the one super bowl team out of the six super bowls the patriots have won what team reminds you the most of this current team so this 2021 team which super bowl team does that remind the first one the first one the the, the 01 super bowl team what they had they had a young tom brady they had an offensive line that was very, very good. Their defense was one of the best defenses of that decade when you had Bruschi and Law and McGinnis and all them, mm-hmm. and then Harrison in the later years and all that. That's exactly what they're setting up to be. Their offensive line this year, probably going to be the top offensive line in the league. Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, James White. You're going to have good um, um, uh, kid um, Stevenson. Don't, don't, don't forget about Stevenson. That kid I was gonna run, say, man. I was going to say, Stevenson. So you have running backs. You upgraded at receiver. Hopefully, Hunter Henry and John Smith are both healthy enough where they can go week one. And then there's your dual tight end threat. You have the weapons put in place. The defense is going to be very, very good again this year. Like, we are just talking Judon, to Jerry Thornton. Matthew Judon is going to be one of the best signs in the offseason. Yes, and we just talked with Jerry Thornton on Legends Lingo. That's coming out later this week. And he said the same thing. Like, the defense has the opportunity to be one of the best in the NFL. And I agree. It's going to be with the signings of Judon and the signings and bringing back Kyle Van Noy. And you got, and you got to think, Gil, and you got to think Gilmore is going to play this year. It, 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 it just, he's, it's trending towards them figuring something out and him playing at some point. And if Gilmore is in there, then you have JC Jackson slid over where he should be as a number two. Um, is it Patty? Who, what's his for Mills? What's his first Jalen Mills. Like? Jalen, Jalen Mills. Mills, the green goblin. He's legitimate. He's going to slide over and now be your third guy. You still have Devin McCourty. Who's probably not going to play much in the preseason, but that's fine. Like Devin McCourty's still here. Plus Kyle, you have your Duggar. Special, Kyle Duggar, who's going to take a second year leap and it's going to be insane. Uh, Bill Belichick drafting a second, a D2 guy in like the first pick. Like, come on, guys, this defense is built for success. And the people that are like, I'm, I'm listening, I've been listening to some national media stuff because like the Boston media is getting old. But like when you listen to some of the national stuff and it's uh, the Patriots don't have it. Like Colin Coward today basically said like the Patriots quarterback position is the worst in the league. Is it though? No. I can think of worst. Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably worse than the quarterback situation for the Patriots. I think Tua in the Miami quarterback room is probably worse situation than what you have in New England. The, the, I would say the Jets are probably even, but you have other teams that are not even close to where you are. I, I would take our quarterback situation over Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Like, Kirk, we know what Kirk Cousins is. He's not good. Like, national media is trying to spin the Patriots being bad, but – you know, you read other rumblings of like, oh, well, the Patriots got Mac Jones. He can ball. Why can't he be bad? Mac Jones is going to be a, a transition quarterback. Patriots aren't going to be bad anymore. Like, they have their guy. Mac Jones is legitimate. They drafted a top dude. And whether that's the first game or not, you look at what they have. You have four running backs, Al, who you just mentioned, who are all good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is Sonny Michelle's last year in a Patriots uniform if Ramondre Stevenson pans out. Because it wouldn't surprise me if, if Michelle got traded before training camp is over or he got released. I think I think either way it wouldn't surprise me. They keep him on the roster. So, Tony Michelle's having a good camp. He is, but that's the thing that ups his trade value. You know who's boosting some value right now? Akil Harry. 
Yes. Dude's been one of the best guys, receivers in camp. Um, he, he's been making play after play. He's had separation at practice. I don't know what happened to the game. He played almost all the snaps and only got targeted and only got targeted like once. Um, so I don't know what happened there and I don't know what the deal is, but overall the kill Harry has looked good this camp. Christian Wilkerson, another receiver who was a fringe guy last year. Now all of a sudden looks good too. And, and is, has a chance to be, have an impact on this team. So if the quarterback gets figured out, this team has weapons enough to be a good team. And I, I don't want to sit there and say they're going to win the Super Bowl, but like they are good enough on paper to be a sneaky team to ruin someone's season and maybe make a special run like that 0-1 team did. Because you know what, people, for that 0-1 season when Drew Bledsoe was the starting quarterback before Bray even had a snap, no one thought the Patriots would be a Super Bowl team. Then one in years. And, and think about that team for a second. They lost to Cincinnati week one. They lose mm-hmm. Bledsoe week two. They end up starting out five and five, and they win nine straight. Think about that. Mm-hmm. This team has the ability to be special. If you make the playoffs, anything happens at that point. And I think, I think you win this year and you make the playoffs for sure. If Mac Jones ends up being the quarterback at some point, only because I think it gives the Patriots more options and more comfort calling games, calling plays, because it's what they want to do. Cam Newton should have played more snaps than he did. Um, I wish he played more snaps than he did, but clearly they're like, okay, we know what we have in Cam. If Mac doesn't take the job, Cam's going to be the starter. I think that's where they're at. They know Cam. What they they know what they're getting at Cam. Cam's not getting any better. He he's still missing easy throws, and his mechanics look like poop. If Mac Jones, they're giving Mac Jones the opportunity, and they're not hiding it out. They're not hiding it well. They're giving Mac Jones every opportunity to take this job because they want him to start, but they they want to have a reason to make him the starter. Week six or seven. Doesn't it feel like that though? Like doesn't it feel like? They're just giving them every chance possible to be the starter here. They, they should. I mean, uh, let, me, let me rephrase that. Not that they should. They should give him an opportunity to see what he can do with first-teamers. That's what they should do. My guess, if they play him this year, it'll come around week seven or week eight against either the home game against the Jets or the away game at Carolina. See, I, I think they want him in there before Brady comes. That, in their head. That they're not, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think in their heads, they, 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 they want this kid to be ready for the Brady game. You know what you need to be ready for Jared. Nick Folk not coming back as your kicker. Well, yes, but you also need to be ready for Exogon because the couch guy sports podcast is brought to you by our friends at Exogun. Have you ever done a workout and feel like you need a massage right after? Well, get the massage without even having to leave your house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down anymore. With Exogun, it revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. It's portable, adjustable, powerful, and trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery experience. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. Get 10% off. That's right. 10, 1, 0 percent off with the code CGS10, CGS10 at checkout. Exogun comes with a charger and a carrying case, so you can charge it and carry it wherever you need it. Go get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice with that code CGS10. Quinn Norton's going to be the kicker of the Patriots, right? He has to be. Like, the dude hasn't missed. He hasn't. It's like one extra point. I don't know. I'm just bringing his name up. Keep watching that dude. Um, Keep watching the defense, people. Like we can. We don't need to talk about anything else. But 
the Patriots play the Eagles preseason game number two this week. Um, joint practices. By the way, one little nugget that I've enjoyed seeing through these joint practices is the fact that the Patriots have been getting through the first half hour of practice before the Eagles have even started stretching. Like, just, just ultimate show and coaching. Like, Belichick has them stretched into drills half hour into their normal practice flow before the Eagles were even done trickling in, stretching, and getting into practice. Just, 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 just gold from these joint practices. Um, people to keep an eye on, obviously, high, high towers back looking good. Vanoy has been all over camp. He's been a dog hound. And I'm, the Dolphins didn't want to keep him kind of an idiotic move. He's, he's been rejuvenated in, in New England. Um, and, of course, uh, the wonderful dude you signed, Matt Judon, the Ravens are idiots for not re-signing Matt Dude because, man, can that guy ball. Um, he's going to be a problem this year. Um, Patriots defense is going to be nasty. Um, Chase Winovich is dealing with probably not – like he's, gonna, he's fighting for snaps this year um, mm-hmm. because th- this team is legitimate. He's finally back on the field. You have other guys there. Uche, uh, Barmore is getting some time. Duggar, like you talked about. I'm listening off names, and I'm like, there's no holes. Like I don't think there's any holes in this defense um, unless, unless Gilmore doesn't play, and then you might have some holes in the backfield uh, and, and like the, the secondary. But – I'm going to wait to say that's a problem until it actually happens. So Patriots are going to be good, Al. They I'm are. not saying a Super Bowl contender, but it's not going to be a 7-9 to nine last year. It's, it's not. They're going to win games this year. Um, they brought in talent. This Last year's roster was terrible. They have the, they have the, they have the talent. They have the abilities. If, if they figure out the quarterback position and get some talent out of that spot, then you know what? I'm, 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 picking, them, I'm picking them against most people in the AFC. I am. Should be, should be a fun year. It's be a fun year. Uh, tune in. Are we going to be – when's the next, the next Tuesday? So tune in next Tuesday. We'll be live doing the uh, – one of the first – are we the first Couch Guys Sports Fantasy League drafting on Twitch? We are. Yeah. August so 24th. In, August 24th. Tune into that on Twitch. Uh, 8.30 we'll be up. And, and, and drafting is the draft time. We'll be doing our picks live on Twitch. Um, watch me school Al in a fantasy football draft. Can't wait. Um, guys, fantasy football is back. Tune in all of our other content there as well ton of fantasy content coming from couch guy um and help you uh win your drafts win your leagues we'll be with you all season so al it was fun Always patriots, gonna, patriots gonna be a blast celtics brad stevens man you're killing it keep it doing and uh again rate review subscribe to us on itunes everywhere else you can find podcasts follow us at youtube hit the subscribe and then the little bell ding 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 subscribe when we, when we post video it's not just us right you got two flexibilities you got yellow card podcast you got everybody up there so uh youtube content twitch channel couchguysports.com for all the great blogs and written content mostly boston sports but there is buffalo and other content there as well so um enjoy it we'll be back next week and uh al we'll talk to you soon bud see you jared bye guys oh wait shit.